but you're literally one something away from your life being, your business being beyond your wildest dreams. Do you believe for real that roofing is um, recession proof? I just set out to be a roofer to, to roof one house a month, and that would help me take care of my family and pay the bills. Um, hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads podcast. And today I have Heather Hitchcock of Royal Roofing. How you doing today, Heather? I am fabulous. How are you doing, Tim? I am doing very well. For oversimplification purposes, we're saying you're the single mom roofer. And you also <laughs> worked in MLM, and we're going to talk about principles of that that you can now apply to your roofing company. So before we get into it, how the heck did you do this while also being a single mom? I mean, I just have a baby for the first time, and I'm even with two parents, it's like, how do you even live? So how did you do it? Can I just first say thank you for even like getting it? Because I hear parents all the time talk like they pretend like they're a single parent because the husband is working, making money, and it's hard raising, a, you know? And so anyway, thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. No, um, honestly, man, you... <laughs> I'm sure you could appreciate that when you are dealt cards, you really don't have any other um, option other than to just figure out how to play with those cards, right? So um, I have been a single mom for a long time, and fortunately, I have fantastic children. Um, my children live a very privileged life, and so they help a lot to kind of help make all the things go. But it's tough. I mean, it's tough. So my oldest is 19. My uh Son, my middle one is a daughter. She's 16. And then my youngest just turned nine. Yeah, I was telling people about how it's tough, you know, with the newborn and all that. And then they're like, wait until they're teens. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, I don't know why they say that. It's always, it feels very scary. I'm not going to lie. You know, and it's funny because I have like a really good daughter. Like, she's amazing. And I've never once thought like, She's a typical at any, all the things, everyone, oh, oh, a 16 year old girl. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, she's my favorite girl. She's amazing. So it's not always mm -hmm. what people make it out to be. Well, it's probably because she has an incredible mom. Ah, uh, there you go. There you go. Well, okay. Let's talk about this though. As a young, you know, as a parent and you've got all this, you know, responsibility at home, <laughs> dealing with the business as well, though, like. And having a young business, which feels like another baby, you know, like, yeah. so what are some of the th things that you went through and juggling those two? Well, here's the cool thing. So I'm new to roofing, but I'm not new to being an entrepreneur. So like I've had, I'm actually like, I feel really fortunate because it's like this time I got another opportunity to be very intentional about everything I'm doing. So Everything I'm doing within this business, even though I had no idea that this would turn into something, um, I just set out to be a roofer to, to roof one house a month, and that would help me take care of my family and pay the bills. Um, with that being said, now realizing it's an actual industry and all of those things, everything is changing. And so um, I'm doing things very differently. So the things that were problems when I did another business, I'm trying to be very intentional about how I create systems in this business. So it's been tough because it's time and in any new business, right? You are the main face more so than not because I was building, building, building. I was a one man team for a long time. And then I got a sales guy. Um, but 
It's different. It's tough. Do you like, cause I'm, I'm very much on that. Like I get up and I think about my business. I'm about to go to sleep and I think about my business. Um, do you get up in the morning and kind of have time before your kids wake up that you're thinking about the business that you're doing? So I'm not telling you that you should be sick like me. I have a problem. <laughs> um, I think. So, but do you like have a lot of work that kind of bleeds into the home life and does compete for the time of your kids? Great question. Yes. Um, yes. There is a reality that I own a business and I have to be present and I have to prioritize sometimes when things don't go right. Right. As a general statement or as a general practice, again, I'm being very intentional. I'm building this so that I can have time. So like I'm on Christmas break for the first time, Christmas break is actually a break. Like we're sure there's still things happening. We're not unplugged and isolating, but I am, I am taking time off um, with my children over the Christmas break. I totally forgot the question as I started talking. I am yeah, so I was saying like, and I, I realize that this is Maybe unfair because I don't ask this to dudes. So yeah. you can tell me I'm being unfair, but like, I'm just no. curious about like the competition between the work, um, yeah, yeah. the work thing at home. Cause I find yeah. it's very distracting and difficult. And my wife probably hates that about me that I'm yeah. always thinking about work. And so it does compete for my time with my family. And I'm yeah. just curious if you, if you, um, have, I guess partly I'm asking about daily routines too. Does, do you do stuff for work before your kids wake up? And then do you find yourself, how much do you work at night? Cause especially these first couple of years, you're in your third, second year of business going into your third year of business. It kind of takes some obsessive qualities. I think sometimes with small business. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So brought me back. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I am an early riser. I do my best work between 3.30 and 5 a.m. Um, I also am, you know, on the other end, when I get into bed is when I do that stuff. The, the good thing about roofing is all of our apps, for the most part, to run our business are actually on our phone, you know, so I can good do invoicing. Yeah, do yeah. That and that. Yes, it's good or yeah. bad, however you want to look at it. Um, but, you know, it bleeds over. But, again, um I am also a product of an environment growing up in a family-owned business, <clears throat> and so I have some things that I want to make sure don't happen in my life so that I am not making my children, sending messages to my children that maybe I received growing up in a family business. So, um, yeah. yes, it happens. It bleeds over. But honestly, Tim, I'm at a point where, like, in this, in my, in royal roofing, and people can think that I'm rude or whatever – I'm not an emergency contractor. Now, hear my heart when I say this, okay? I, I am not setting myself up to be um, work Monday through Sunday at 9. I'm not that accessible. Um, we have a wait list. It doesn't mean that we don't have emergency mitigation services available, so on and so forth. But as a general whole, the, the way we're structuring, the way we do business is we respect, you know, after hours, we respect weekends to the best of our abilities of, you know, my employees. And um, it's just different, this go. Yeah, so, no, I, um, so there's a another piece here, which is the MLM side of things. So you actually yeah. g give the story of the MLM thing, and then we're going to talk about any concepts that you apply from your MLM to the roofing company. And I know that 
It's not all of them. So give the story real quick so people have the the context yeah. from you so, were part of so Advocate, I got in, right? Yeah. So in 2010, I got involved with a nutritional supplement vitamin company called Advocare. They had been around for 20 plus years. They had, you know, all these NFL quarterbacks as their spokesperson. Like they seemed like an actual legitimate company. The products were great. I was introduced to them at a gym and sorry, Asher. Spark. I love Spark. I still remember Spark. That was a great drink. Spark was the spark is what made me a very rich woman. Tangerine. I want it right now. I'm thinking about it. Oh, wow. You liked that. That's a, that's not the that's the least like flavor, but but oh. yeah, but that was the company. Grape was mine. But so um, I built a business within that company. It was supposed to be residual income for life, willable to your children. Um, I advanced very fast and had built a very solid paycheck. So I thought. And just to give you context, so you understand the devastation part. Out of 600,000 distributors, I was top 150 income earners. So, like, at the company, my name is, like, on the wall. My picture's on the wall. Like, it was next-level stuff, right? Okay, amazing. We get an email that says, be on the Zoom. And on the Zoom the next day, they tell us, in six weeks, you're losing your income. And that was how we found out we were losing our income. This was, like, six major money, right? Like, major money. And um, I had been self-employed for 10 years. And, um, when you, when that happens, it's just game over. And so, um, it was devastating. I mean, it was everything that I thought would be my forever and it was taken and I had no money really fast. And so, um, you did learn a ton of stuff there though, right? (laughs) Cause they, they kind of do like business training a little bit with that. You know, they're trying to get you to get the word out. So they're, they kind of teach you a lot of stuff. What, Leaving behind the bad habits, like you said, your your family was, you know, small business and there's certain qualities that you want to leave behind. Leaving behind the bad parts about the MLM, what concepts would you say kind of formed who you are today and that you're hoping to bring into your roofing company? Yeah, I nobody has asked me anything connected to my MLM. And I love that you asked me this because it's, it's like the top of my list right now of what I've realized is happening in Royal Roofing currently and how it aligns with everything I was poured into. So I really got tickled when you asked that because everything, everything. So, you know, that, that income was taken from me, you know, now it's been almost five years. So I was very angry and bitter when you lose $40,000 a month like that you're a little bit upset, but now I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, like I am really thankful for all the leadership that was instilled in me for all of the, like, I mean, I'm talking all the people I'm reading are at, or was reading 10 years ago are, you know, heading RoofCon, And it's like, oh my gosh, the, the theme throughout. So what, oh gosh, so many things. So, um, the, the, for me, one of the main things we learned because we're learning from people that were really successful was duplication. How can you be duplicatable? And, you know, I have had a pretty good amount of success individually in the residential roofing market. So learning, knowing what I know about MLM and how that was all duplicatable, how can I best, best duplicate myself and allow people to have their personalities, their spin on how they sell, you know, how they deliver? That has been one of the big, you know, key 
focuses. It's been duplication. So it has largely impacted what we're doing for basically our onboarding, for lack of a better way to describe, for my new my new hires. Um, yeah, that's really it. So as us small business owners all find out, it's kind of hard to duplicate ourselves, right? Like, it's kind of good to know that you're a little special. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's scary. It is hard to like turn somebody else into what you're trying to do. And especially cause it's almost more work. I think cause yeah. it's, you know, sometimes you just want to do stuff yourself. You know what I mean? I just yeah. want to do it myself, you know, cause it's, it's too much work to try to transfer this. So yeah. what have you been learning this year about like trying to turn somebody into the, the things that are working for you? Yeah. What I've learned is it's not going to work unless it's the right person. And if it's not working, it's because it's not the right person. So, so, um, I've had a few people and, um, it was not even, there was no way, no how, no way in hell was I going to release. <laughs> how can you let go of your baby? Like you, it's not that you're the only thing that's made it what it is, but you're like, you're not going to be able to do it the same way. Right. So, um, yeah. I actually had one of, when, when AdvoCare happened, there was like a three-year period of time that I was rolling around trying to figure out how I was going to provide again. In that stretch of time, I went to a, a corporate America job for a year. One of my bosses is my new um, C COO, Brittany. I don't know if nice. I see her around. So she so, yeah. called me a few months ago and um, just was like, you know, she was at a fully vested 401k benefits like very, you know, a predictable job. And she left it to come um, help Royal Roofing grow. And so she is the right person. And since she's the right, not perfect, not, not making mistakes, but I have actually learned, I've seen actual things happen when I have relinquished control and let her do things. The outcome has actually been better than what I anticipated it being with me doing everything. You follow me? So yeah, the right person with a couple experiences of the outcome being greater than what it should have been has really encouraged me to just do more of mm. them. Contractors love the catch-all because it makes every single one of their roof builds easier and more profitable. Protective netting wraps facade and landscaping to prevent from left-behind nails and damage. Homeowner referrals bring you more jobs and insurance supplements bring you more profits. But my favorite part, the branding. Is there any yeah. other lessons that you feel like you've learned from MLM specific stuff that you could uh, like suggest people apply to roofing? Okay. So um, how I am implementing new recruits is mirroring a little bit of a leadership bonus on the financial compensation side. So nice. I am, tr I am not ever going to hire a recruiter and I don't mean any disrespect, but we're going to encourage and motivate people to recruit to Royal Roofing so nice. that they get a little percentage of the sales. So the compensation nice. structure of how I was paid in AdvoCare, there were leadership bonuses. There was bonuses based on sales. There were all these different, there were five ways to get paid within the company. And so based on those five ways, and it makes me laugh because it was such a spiel that I didn't care about. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to have five ways to get paid, but for real, like, yeah. and so people yeah. are encouraged and motivated and they're recruiting people. And it is not a sham. Like they are getting yeah. a percentage of my percentage. You know what I'm saying? So that has been a yeah. huge part. 
um, of what I'm doing. The second thing I would say is, you know, if I'm honest, I don't know why I was randomly thinking about this like two days ago. I, I was, you know, this leader in AdvoCare who my intentions were when I was building a team, they were to help other people. But if I'm really honest, like my motives were a hundred percent selfish. Like everything I was doing, like, yeah, I wanted them to win and all that, but like, I really cared more about myself. Like I really wasn't, I mean, I said the right things. I truly want my team, like it matters. Like I'm not just telling you this to like sound. I am moved by people in my community that have paid their dues for 25 plus years and all of a sudden have lost their bonus structure and they have a family and I have an opportunity, like those things. So having an authentic, um, motive with recruiting. Cause I think in MLM that can get really yucky. Um, but that has taught me cause I treated people very differently then than I treat them now. So that is one. Um, and then because of being a systems and, and processes guy, what I'm learning is systems and processes seems to be the cry of most contractors, the lack of, mm-hmm. and, um, knowing that that entire business structure was based on duplication, duplication, duplication. Mm-hmm. That is my priority to actually make happen for Royal Roofing. So MLM often goes by like network marketing, right? So yeah. your network has been a big piece. I, I heard you say that you had, you have like two leads at least a week, usually from your personal Facebook. Yes. Um, what else are you doing to generate new business? Is, is this kind of, are you thinking the networks of the people that you're bringing into will help drive this outwards? Are you using some of that, the networking part of it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I have 100%, you know, we, I'm getting a website. I've been in business for two years. My website pointed to my Facebook page, which is a nightmare for someone like you. And I know that, but I have organically built my um, brand on social media. The same mindset from the MLM network marketing as you're pulling in, are you pulling in people with big networks? Are you pulling in people that are really good at networking? Perfect, perfect example. So a guy I just brought on part-time. So one of the things we used to say in in MLM was um, part-time effort for full-time income, things like that, a plan B that can become a plan A. So we we know roofing is recession-proof, right? So I have been kind of talking intentionally on my social media about recession-proof income, about plan B um, income streams that can, you know, so I, we did all that in AvoCare and now Trey, who I just brought on, you know, he is a very plugged in person and based on his network and his part-time effort, just a little post on social media brought in two leads immediately. So absolutely the mindset is their network and their network. It's really honestly my biggest motivation, um, with who, comes on to the team. I would, that sounds wrong. I'm not, I don't mean like I'm using them, but like that matters big time because then I, then I know I can also, um, in good faith, deliver what I'm telling them, you know, like you have a network. If you just follow these systems, I'm going to help you make some money. So it absolutely comes into play. Love it. And they're kind of like the types of people that are good at networking too. I feel like that's like a, a different, it's kind of a different type of person sometimes. 
You know, what's been weird is the people that are coming on board couldn't be any more different and probably not your typical what you would just say. So where I was, where you would normally think, yes, it's kind of been different. It hasn't really been the same. I think they feel a little because they can kind of tap into what we're doing so they don't have to be that person on their own. I'll come alongside with them until they kind of feel, you know, like they've got it. But does that make sense? I keep on referencing this book because it's the one I'm reading right now. It's called Who Not How. I don't know if you've read this or seen this yet, but it's very good. And essentially, he's like, you need to get clear on the outcome that you want and then be okay if there's a little bit of messiness, according to you, to get there. Because if you you can get a lot more done if you don't control every step of the journey, you just get really clear on the outcome. And that spoke to me because... I know I want to do more than I'm currently doing and I'm not going to be able to do as much as I want to do if I control the whole process. So that's the toughest part I think about entrepreneurship and you you start to think your your way is the only way and that's that's it holds people back. It holds a lot of roofers back for sure. It does and I'm going to encourage you if you got those people on your team man if they're the right people they, they're going to be able to do it. But how are you going to know if you don't start handing it off? Yeah, totally. And so you're going from year two into year three. Congratulations. Every Thank year you. is kind of like cream pretty soon, you know, because a lot of small businesses year. fail very quick. So you're you're getting into year multiple years. Um, what systems and processes are you putting in place right now that you're excited about that will help you in year three? Oh my gosh. Well, we've had no systems and processes, so I'm excited about all of them. Um, But no, well, okay. So what we have been, what we've created has um, organically kind of built this culture, I guess, that I have a lot of people wanting to come on board, wanting, you know, to work for Royal Roofing that I have not felt like I was in the right place to lead them properly because I didn't have the training content in place. And as a new person in the industry, kind of like what we were talking about before we got on the podcast, trying to figure out who you can align yourself with to learn from, it has been like a whole nother thing, you know, because there's so many people with information and you're, you're trying to figure out like who actually knows what they're talking about and who you can, you know, who you want to point, you know, your people to. That's so what, what I'm most excited about. Um, that's that's yeah. why I said, it. that's why I said why? it because what I meant was you got to watch, like, if I say I'm a hater, that doesn't mean I'm out here t- telling the whole internet about, but I do think being very careful about who you listen to and like making sure that they've done the thing before is really important like because there's a lot of people selling information information products and sharing a lot that haven't done it and i was one of those people i mean the first year in business i wanted to have a course i wanted to have a course <laughs> my first year in business about how to run a marketing agency like i wanted to do that because i was like yeah i got three hundred and forty thousand dollars in revenue and like other people want to do that I was proud of myself, but right. no one could have taken my course. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you got to like watch whose courses and stuff you're taking. Like it, it does matter. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot of haters. I've realized. I yeah, I sure. I don't subscribe to the Haterade channel, but um, but yeah, you got to figure out what's out there. So so what we've done is we we started recording, um, like. From just kind of like your little thing you did the other day with you. I saw you installing a roof. Okay. Same kind of concept. So from start to finish, I'm documenting everything I'm doing Mm. and, and black and white listing it so that we're able to create a, how to do roofing as a Royal roofing roofer from Heather Hitchcock's POV with video kind of just, and this is not, because I plan on selling a course or being a hater yeah, this yeah, is because yeah. I'm just trying to duplicate yeah. what works for me. We, I am not here to be like, I am the Royalist roofer and here is how we do things. I know what works in business. And I know what doesn't work. I'm trying to take the things from the businesses I have worked in and make it applicable to roofing and hopefully bless other people's families and mine along with it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I love it. And like, I'm so excited about like what we're doing with that internally. We've got all of our checklists and then we've got video tutorials and I love processes and stuff like that. We got two books back here, the E-Myth Revisited and Traction, which are both totally about systems and processes. And like the the E-Myth calls it the franchise model. Like if you were to build these, these checklists and systems out to a point where you could franchise franchise it so i think and there's some people trying to do that in roofing right now with franchises um it's somewhat new concept it feels like well maybe it's been around but getting bigger i feel like in roofing yeah um but but you uh you have a great brand too right like you're like sometimes brand is bigger than people realize i think the royal roofing brand is beautiful it has really worked it has been really exciting to just kind of like just show up and try to be great for the purpose of just being great, not to like impress anybody or try to be looked at or seen. And what's happened as a result has been pretty exciting because yeah, um, the brand has, has a reputation and people recognize Royal roofing and people think of roofing when they think of the people who, you know, rep Royal roofing. And so it's been a really beautiful um, thing, you know, I mean, you know, how it's, it's exciting when something that you, you care so much about has actually like takes a little from everyone else. It's like, dang, this is like, cool. Like this is, this is good, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like you've got the support of so many people in the roofing industry. I do. I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I'm rooting for you. Thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Beautiful brand, beautiful. Like, it seems like you're doing things the right way. I heard, you know, your story a little bit more on the Dylan McCabe Limitless podcast. So everyone should go listen to that one as well. Um, Just you talking about how you saw roofers kind of creating damage. And I think, Heather, that that's a pretty unusual scenario. I hope that that's unusual. But But it does, you know, when you have an experience like that, that you see somebody doing things the wrong way, or at least in that case, the wrong way for sure. In my case, my previous employer, I just didn't like the style. I felt like they're felt like they're old school, like dishonest. My previous employer, hopefully they're not watching. I would assume they could not watch all my content. Um, but cause I put out so much, but like we have like this, like when you have this, your, your whole being says, I don't want to, I feel like this industry can be better than that. I want to yeah. make something honest and beautiful that changes people's lives for the better. 
Like that's an, a real instinct that comes out. And I think like, it's awesome that you decided, you know what? I could make more money. I could make a lot of money using this method, but guess what? I'm going to do it the right way in a way that I feel good about so that my, my ideal ideology, my beliefs are honored in what I'm doing for work. That's what I sense from you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's come through just from, you know, teaching people rather than, you know, because I, I would hope that's not the industry standard, but that's all I experienced. So how can you avoid that being an issue is to teach consumers what to look for. And then they don't get duped by some shady contractor if they know what Mm -hmm. they're doing. So that's kind of been what has, you know, fueled that is, Hey, let me just teach you a little bit of basic stuff about your roof. Like it's been the craziest thing and myself included. So I can't really say it's that crazy. I didn't know the first thing about my roof, my, my house, mm-hmm. my number one prized possession. The roof is the top protective layer. And I'm trusting mm-hmm. Joe Blow and every other roofer for whatever they say goes. Right. So it's mm-hmm. been pretty cool um, to just kind of teach people about it and they appreciate it. So you take that educational approach to sales. Yeah. Basic because it's easy for me. It's easy. For, I'm like teeing it up and then they pick me because they mm-hmm. like they're making their own decision based on being educated, not me trying to mm-hmm. sell them, you know? Yeah, totally. No, yeah. I love it. I, we take that approach too. Um, so, you know, one thing that really struck me in a recent conversation on this podcast was that Reggie Brock said, what are you influencing people towards? He really pushed on that. He's like, doesn't matter how much attention you can get. You might be really good at these algorithms um, and, and getting people's attention, but what are you really influencing people towards? So what would you say you feel? Cause I feel like you're already, even though you're a couple of years in, you're kind of influencing people now in the roofing industry. What do you feel like you'd like to influence them towards? What are you, what are you trying to, proliferate yeah. in the roof industry. I, I, I want to influence them to be their best self, to be their best self, whatever that looks like, to not let limitations from what people think or may think or don't think hold them back or their own self-imposed limitations or whatever crazy things the mind can sometimes lie to us about. Um, I, I want to pull the best out of people and I want to lower the competition that makes people, you know, be a hater or not feel good about themselves. And like everybody, everybody's great. I mean, I'm not a champion. Everyone deserves a trophy person. I'm not, I'm all about winning, but I do believe everybody has something to offer. And so, um, I'm just into seeing people be their best self to feel good about themselves. It's, it's really important to me. If you're not using company can, you're in the old ways. You know, if you are taking pictures, you're going through extra steps of having to download them on a computer, having to email them out to people, show somebody, print them out, whatever it is. Company Cam has everything you want. Maybe recession proof isn't the right word. I believe. Recession resistant. I believe that there's, uh, there's infinite opportunity in roofing. Yeah. I'm trying to figure that out because my business is so overly, like, it's very dependent on roofing, like our business, like, so people are asking, my team's asking me about like, 
what is this going to do? You know, and I'm like, I don't know. The last time I tried to predict was during COVID and I was terrible at predicting. So I was like, I think we're going to be out of this in three months. And then like wow. three years later, like there's, you know, so I just, I hate predicting macroeconomic. How long, how long have you been in the roofing industry, in the roofing space? So we've been in business full time for six years. And we've we've um, been helping at least one roofer that whole time. So I've been helping him since before um, seven, eight years maybe. And then we got a lot of more roofers like a couple years ago. And then even more once like Dimitri started to tell everyone about us. So like I, pro so yeah. now we have like 30, 40 roof, 40 roofing clients. Um, and so now we have this concentration in one industry. So that's why I always am, curious yeah. and concerned a little bit around like roofers, like perspectives on the recession. Well, and I, mine is mine here. I'm just a little measly opinion. I do not come in here to the roofing space and act like I know everything about roofing. I just, I'm an opinionated woman, but I don't think I know everything about the community. But what I can say is all of the like, Oh, this is going to have, Oh, this is gonna, has never yet and I just mean little things impacted us, you know, just like you better up your retail with this and that yeah. things are changing, but have you looked outside and seen how many roofs are out there? There's a lot of roofs. I love, I mean, I, I I, love roofs. <laughs> I, I just feel like if you're, if yeah. you're doing the, the right things and you're doing the work, you're going to be able to find business. Yeah. And I mean, like, Let's talk about insurance and retail for a second. I mean, like, there's a reason why when there's tons of granule loss or increased shingles or hail hits that the insurance company really does want to replace that roof. Right. Like they do want to. They, they in general, are trying. They would like to because otherwise, you know, it would have been different criteria, but they actually want to protect that house. Right. That house will get water damage and will be ruined in a deep, much deeper way if that's not protected. So, like, right. there's that's still going to just keep happening. Like, that's that can't go. Like, how does that go away if just because there's a recession and people are going to be putting it off longer? If the people are putting it off longer in a way that could be really bad for an insurance company, like, you know if they're they're getting actual like water damage and mold inside of the house. So I would assume that there's it can't be that big of a hit. But anyways, I who am I? Well, well, and let me let me throw another scenario. I, I we were just so busy the last two weeks because all these current homeowners insurance companies current sent clients letters saying, "Hey, if you don't re-roof your home and by which was like a 6-week notice, we're dropping you." So guess what? No matter how much recession proofed you are or whether you planned on it or not. If your roof is at the end of its lifespan or it doesn't even have to be, but the insurance company deems it is. If you don't replace that roof, you're going to get dropped. So what do you think people do? They have no, yeah. I mean, we just did three. So. Beautiful. I like, you know, it. <laughs> that wasn't insurance. I mean, I don't know. I just love, I do love roofing and I'm happy you're here. I'm not really a hater. I was just kind of messing with you. Um, oh. but I am, what, you know, when I answered the question about the Reggie Brock thing, it's like, I, I hope that I help change people's lives and I help direct them into a more positive direction and that I'm influencing people towards having more control and, um, feeling like 
we're changing the community because we are in each one of our cities. You know, we are changing the and with employees hiring people. You know, if we're able to hire people, that really changes people's lives. And then the homeowners, obviously, that you guys are putting roofs on, like it does matter. It does change their life in a in a pretty significant way to feel protected and to feel safe. So that's what I want to. That's what I really want to be. I don't want to be a hater. Maybe you changed okay. changed me a little bit in the right direction today. I'm gonna help you be your best self, Tim. Your best self. <laughs> um, anything else you want to leave p- people with? What if a roofer is feeling stuck right now? Maybe they've they've maybe they've felt a little bit like their business is kind of stuck at a certain revenue level, or or their life is stuck at a certain revenue level. I I want to open it up to you to to give any perspective on that that you feel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm pretty heavy on the whole, like when people feel stuck, because what I have personally experienced has been, it's a cliche phrase, but you are quite literally one transaction, one meeting, one encounter, one and one appointment, one phone call, one lead, one repair away from everything changing, everything. I have one, one client. I repaired a tiny repair last year in a Marina that referred me a year later that I put my first metal roof on that was nominated by the manufacturer to be the product project of the year that turned into be my best client in everything. I, a lot of things thereafter changed as a result. So Mm. I'm not unique. I'm not special. There's not a reason it's happening to me and it's not going to happen to someone else, but you're literally one something away from your life being your business being beyond your wildest dreams. So I just encourage people to walk it out, stay the course, um, just treat every opportunity like gold and just be patient. Like they're there, they're coming but I'm telling you, man, one lead, one phone call, one job, everything changes. And Heather, you, you've obviously had a lot in your life change. Um, from what I understand, you're sober. Yes. Yep. I'm also sober. So um, good chunk of years now. Um, and you know, what's important to me too. Like I, I really, and I'm only doing this because you're going on the inspirational tip. So I'm just going to throw this. I've been thinking this a lot lately. So we're just ripping off each other. (laughs) Redemption, even though I'm not a super spiritual guy, I'm like, so like, it's such an important concept to me. Like I need people in my life that believe in redemption because I really needed it. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I was not, you know, for many years was not that great of a guy, you know, and, and ultimately turned my life around. And there's a lot of people in roofing like that. And I'm incredibly yeah. grateful to know them. And I just like, if you're stuck that there, there is this, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not super spiritual, but like, I, it's really important to me that this exists because changed my life. And, and to be able to get sober, to be able to like actually have a positive impact in people's lives and to forgive myself yeah. hopefully. And I still am working on it, you know? Um, so ridiculously important to, to continue moving in the right direction. And then every day now there's something that's good that's happening because of seeds I've sown years and years ago. And, and in this past year, that stuff's just sprouting up just all over the place, really, really good stuff. And like, if you experience some kind of redemption, you just, I want you to believe in it. I wish that you did. 
if you don't, you know, like folks out there. And I and I believe that like it's needed, you know, and and I and I I'm just feel very grateful that I'm in a community and I feel like I'm in your community. You know, we haven't heard it too much, but a lot of roofers are in this community together that have experienced this. And it's it's an industry that respects it. So you got to say hi to your dog for me after this. Uh, it's all good. No worries. No worries at all. Um, she barks at everything outside. Yeah. She senses this this uh, this groundswell of, of vibes that's coming through this podcast. Now, um, that I just am grateful for that. I'm grateful for the people out there that have experienced this and that, honestly, roofing's part of my redemption story. You know what I mean? Weirdly, like, I feel like, and I'm just with, the, I'm in a community, I feel that's not like, that's not imperfect. That is imperfect. You know what I mean? And I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. Cause the people that are perfect, like the super corporate, whatever, like, I just don't identify with that. So like, I just, <laughs> I love that. I found myself into an industry where there's a lot of people that needed redemption. Yeah, I agree. You are, you are right on the money with that. And redemption doesn't have to be spiritual. I love seeing yeah. you're so right. There are so many people in this industry where they've roofing has been the vehicle to completely redeem it. And it's pretty cool to watch for sure. Um, what is your guys's dot com? And I know that right now it's directed to Facebook, but it's going to be directed to Facebook <laughs> site soon. So, what is the dot com? And then, how can people find you on social? Yeah, Royal Roofing of Texas dot com is uh, our website. And on social media, I am Heather Hitchcock on Facebook and Instagram. I don't really I TikTok a little, and and I'm trying to learn that jam. But you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining. Rooting for you. And I'll probably thank see you at you some so events me. this winter. Yes. Congratulations on that new baby. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas to you and your wife. Thank you. Are you which uh, are you going to some events or what events are you going to be at? Yeah, I'm actually super excited to go. I'm at SRC. I'm going to be on one of the panels, which is like oh, really yeah. cool for me. Um, Thanks, I'll see I will be. I'll see you there. Will you be there? Okay. Yeah. With with the master at hands, John Cenac, the one and only yes. MC. Yeah. Um, that is, I'll be at an East Texas growth conference in February. Sweet. That's all I know of right now. Okay, cool. There's like, I think IRE in March or something like that, which is in Dallas. How far away? Where, what city are you in? I'm in Houston. I'm about four hours south of Dallas. IRE is yeah. pretty cool. Have you been to IRE before? So I haven't, I'm still kind of sniffing out what's what, but it, that's more, which I like because I'm learning yeah. so much. That's more like a vendor base, right? Yeah. That's definitely heavy on like the actual like expo. Yeah. I love that. So that's fun. I feel like the expos are some of the coolest. I mean, like that's what I'm usually in. So maybe that's why I think that, but I always go around and do videos with people and just like, it's more of the networking like thing. And I don't know if that's, you know, if that's useful to you, but I usually, there's usually like real, IRE has a lot of like real product stuff. Yeah. So you can like do hands-on with products and like there's cool, I don't know, just little like new technology and stuff like that. It's in Dallas? Time. Yeah, Dallas. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're probably the third person. To, yeah, no, IRE, you are the third person to tell me that. And that's something I, I'm learning so much. So I, the products are my jam. I like the expo. I like the networking. So that's probably something we should check out for sure. So maybe IRE. 
Cool. Well, yeah, I appreciate you being on. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate you.